Coffee Sketch podcast is our take on the intersection of old tech and new tech, the space between the traditional practice of the hand-drawn sketch that has been performed by architects and designers for centuries, and the modern-day use of the hashtag as a representation of sentiment or movement. Each week, we plan to deliver a new pod about our ideas, sketches, and what's going on in our daily lives as we pursue our love of architecture, design, and sharing this knowledge with the next generation. I'm Kurt, and I'm from Flint. And I'm Jamie, and I'm in Austin. How you doing, Jamie? Good. Real good. So, it's a new uh, year. It is. It's a new year, it and you have your year. word, and you almost stole my word. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Do, do you remember? I, I was simplicity. And I was deliberate. And I think, yeah, we both agree. Strong words to start a, a new year. Uh, just like some strong coffee, right? Exactly. Strong <laughs> coffee. <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm looking at a sketch here um, from from early in the year here. Uh, it's a... The, the, and this is something, you know, I, I think we want to dig into because um, it's some, it's a project of yours that I'm familiar with. Uh, I actually did not physically get to visit it, but, um, you know, you and I talked about it quite a bit while you were working on it. And I think actually this is not the first iteration of the project. So maybe you want to That's right. explain that. Yeah. And so um, uh, this sketch is a 10-minute sketch unlike a 15-minute sketch, as we yeah. talked about before. So go into that. Go into the project. Call it out. Sure. This uh, is then, uh, Photon yeah. Photon Fable Redo. Um, uh, Photon Fable. I'm going to spell it because it's fun. F-O-T-A-N-F-A-B-L-E and then Redo. R-E-D-U-X. So getting a little artsy with it. But um, the original project was just Photon Fable. Um, and so we were, um, very, very interested in, uh, my studio was very interested in the work of the Waller Creek Conservancy here in Austin, Texas. Um, and the Conservancy was trying to look at gaining a public awareness campaign for this kind of underused watershed, um, that really is central to downtown. Um, and there was, a lot of work that the city was trying to work on in terms of, uh, and, and of course, you know, water being so important in our lives. And, and of course we will be talking about that on this podcast because my friend Kurt is in Flint. Um, but this is different. This is uh, kind of a, a watershed area where <clears throat> the, the area of downtown could flood. Um, but these, this natural waterway, um, really the city sort of built up around it. And so a lot of people actually forgot that this Creek was there. Um, and if you've ever been to Austin, Texas, our parks and green spaces are very, very important. Lots of natural hiking and biking, um, even in the heart of downtown. And so water and water sports, uh, and water recreation is really important too. So this conservancy, uh, to make a, a longer story short, um, wanted to kind of highlight this to the general public um, because they saw it as a, an asset for the city that really could be um, re-envisioned uh, and reimagined as a, maybe a series of even public parks uh, with some programming at some later date, um, similar to the way that the High Line 
in New York City was sort of an underused um, area uh, or resource that really has transformed um, some say for the better, some say for the worse um, portion of New York City, but certainly um, has created some public space that really never existed before. Um, And that's really Mm -hmm. what the conservancy is trying to do with this um, this particular uh, area of town. Um, but to do that, they had to get people to realize that it was there. And so, uh, five years ago, um, they tasked a couple local architects, um, who were younger emerging professionals and asked them to do some very, very temporary light installations, light sculptures, sculpture, sculptures that light up, um, right down in the Creek bed. And this installation was only going to last a few days. And um, it was seen by thousands of people um, and then has grown over time. And uh, two years ago, um, my studio and I um, really decided that we were going to go full bore and and want to do it. And we were selected in a, at that point, they'd moved from curating it as sort of tapping individual artists to actually holding a competition. And we were one of the um, fortunate teams that was selected. And so we built a very, very large, very ambitious um, sculpture that floated above the creek um, and worked collaboratively with an author who's a good friend of mine, uh, Manuel Gonzalez, uh, published author, who is teaching on the East Coast now. Um, And so working in collaboration with Manuel, Manuel's short stories all have to do with sea creatures or magical creatures. And so we uh, reached out to him and he said, well, I have a story about a Kraken. Um, mm-hmm. And if you've seen clash of the Titans, you know what a Kraken is uh, uh-huh. release, release the Kraken. Um, <laughs> and so um, we said, that sounds perfect. And so he got to writing and sending us drafts of his story while we developed our um, sculpture piece. Um, so it has several hundred feet of LED lights backlighting the the excerpts of the actual short story that he that he created. Um, so an original piece of fiction was generated in addition to a sculpture that people could interact with for ten days above a creek bed in downtown Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that was the first one. Um, yeah. And, and how does the redo, um, how'd that come to light or no pun intended? And, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the redo is, um, you know, when you, when you spend that much time on an art piece, uh, public art piece that big, um, you always sort of want to find a way to maybe, uh, find it another home, um, uh, give it new life. Uh, maybe re- redesign it for another location. Uh, you know, all these thoughts are kind of going around in your head. And we were fortunately approached, or I was approached, um, by a museum, uh, sculpture museum here in Austin, Texas, the Umlauf Sculpture Garden. And the Umlauf um, is named for um, Umlauf, who is a sculptor, um, American sculptor and professor, former professor at the University of Texas, um, who has a credible amount of sculptures um, throughout the United States. 
um, and all very figural pieces, um, a lot to do with myth and um, sort of exploration of, of, of those um, sculptural ideas um, that are sort of present in Rodin's work, if you remember our last episode. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but one of the things about the sculpture garden, even though it's on this beautiful acreage, also in downtown, um, is a, a lot of people sort of forget that it's there a little bit um, because of sort of the natural beauty of the place and its proximity to the parks. It sort of blends in. And mm-hmm. the executive director and the curator um, really got to thinking about it and, and were very intrigued by the light sculptures that were part of Creek show annually. Um, and that was only a, it's only a relatively short event. Um, and they knew of our piece and inquired to see in what condition it might be in, if it was something that we'd consider or I'd consider kind of redesigning for this particular site. Um, and so uh, I was really fortunate to have the piece in storage and, was really looking for this kind of an opportunity. So photon fable redo was born. Um, and the shorts, and it actually goes really well with the short story because as the Kraken emerges from the Creek, then it starts to wander around the city of Austin. (laughs) And so this seems like a really good sequel. Um, and, uh, I'm really, really excited about the way that it, it works in the sculpture garden. Um, and, the staff and the curator there have been incredibly generous uh, in working with me on it. And now it's been uh, been up for several months as opposed to um, just a few days. And yeah. it's, it's really made quite an impact. Yeah, that's, that is, that is really cool to hear that, it, <clears throat> that the, um, sorry, um, that the, th- you know, the fable, the, the, written word artistry that is part of the concept of the the whole piece um, really carries out, right? Carries through and, and it's exploring the space of the city. And, uh, you know, I, I, we, you know, our, our audience um, will see this sketch, but um, you know, when you go, you go farther back in time to the, the original Waller Creek uh, sketch, Cause I remember those sketches too. And so it's really exciting to see, um, see this, this redo in sketch form. And, and just like the last episode, we talked about how, uh, you know, you, you've seen Rodin's, uh, the kiss or the thinker, but in particular, we thought, talked, talked about the kiss, uh, in many iterations in different light, different settings, different places, so how does this? Uh, how did it feel to do this sketch uh, for the redo? Uh, you know, after after having installed it once before, it, it's it's funny. It's funny to kind of constantly, uh, even as an architect, I think is you know, it's funny to kind of go back and see your work built. Uh, it's a it's a really hard feeling to describe, and I think with this particular art piece. Um, I was, you know, explaining to somebody recently, um, having gone the, the sculpture garden has events at night, they call them umlauf after dark. 
and they have a, <laughs> uh, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, you know, because yeah. generally people are visiting the museum during the daytime. Uh, it's all outdoor for uh-huh. the most part. They have a, they have a small gallery, uh, exhibition space indoors, um, for smaller sculptural pieces, um, that they kind of curate on a temporary exhibition level. And, but you know, the P my piece, uh, photon fable redo has really been one of the longest running pieces in the garden that isn't umlauf. Um, and it's, oh, wow. you know, that in and of itself is exciting and, um, it's humbling, <laughs> but to see sure. the work, uh, in this setting, like you say, is, uh, it's, it's different because you can, you can navigate the area around it differently and kind of look at it and the light changes. And there's these beautiful trees that are sort of, um, kind of enveloping the environment and kind of shielding the, the city from it. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a very different, um, space. And I think to sketch it is sort of been fun. Um, you know, as you said, the, there's some earlier sketches of the original design, um, over the water and, you know, every one of these pieces and, and really any, any project that I work on really begins with a sketch. You know, there's, there's always a coffee sketch that starts it. and, mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, it might not be the, the end result might not look like that first sketch, but there's usually some aspect of it that really, really resembles it. There's, there's some impulse. Um, sometimes it's instinct, um, you know, about a place or an idea. Um, but this particular sketch, um, uh, actually was done, um, on site, um, and oh, I, wow. I do those at times too. Um, so this one was one trying to capture, um, there's a couple of places to sit down, which is always nice when you're trying to do some sketches. Um, but so this is kind of looking back at the piece, um, at the back of the garden and there's, um, a sculpture in front of it, um, which as we were installing it, I really liked how there's this juxtaposition of one of Umlauf's pieces with photon fable. And so both of them almost look like reclining figures a little bit, uh, kind of akin to those figure drawings that I've been talking about. Um, and, and so I tried to capture that a little bit and also sort of capture these trees are hard to draw, (laughs) um, (laughs) but they're fun. Um, and because you can try different techniques and that's really what this quick sketch was all about. Sure. Sure. So, um, I guess, for a technical question. So last time we talked about 15 minute sketch and you hashtag this 10 minute sketch. So did you uh, meet your goal? Oh yeah. Always. It's always, well, I always stop at 10 minutes or 15 or whatever. Um, you know, I think, you know, inherently could I have gone another five minutes and, and captured a little bit more of the environment? Yes. Uh, Again, those trees are, (laughs) are never exactly the easiest thing to capture. Um, and, sure. and, and for me as, a, as, um, who, who tries to do these things is uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing cross hatching. I'm scribbling a little bit. I'm playing with light and shadow. Um, sometimes I'll, instead of just using a, a pen, I'll use a pencil and kind of the side of the pencil, just trying to, you know, get, get at what I'm seeing. Um, and try and convey that on the page. Um, and there's that white space in between those lines sometimes ends up being the best part of the drawing. 
Um, it really balances it out. And I think in, in, in the time limit kind of forces you to recognize that after the fact. And I think that's the way I would, I would look at this picture. Yeah. I, it's really, um, it's really fun to see, uh, see something have a, a second life. And so what's the time? Is there a, a deadline or a time that this will be taken down again? Or um, is there a, a little bit longer uh, lifespan? There's going to be a little bit longer lifespan to it. Um, the, uh, the Umlauf has uh, an annual event. It's probably their largest event uh, on site. Uh, it's a fundraiser, but it's also a big celebration of the garden. They do that in April um, uh-huh. with spring kind of, you know, um, really happening and the garden really becomes really lush. Um, there's a nice lily pond in the middle of the garden. There's you know beautiful trees and then you have all these sculptures. So they have a garden, what they call a garden party. And they do that at the end of April. So um, the sculpture will be up through garden party. And then um, we're looking to take it down um, in June. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. You know, <clears throat> to see, to see it again, you know, see it again, um, you know, reemerge from the ground in a new setting. Um, and I think, uh, what, what I'm looking at, you know, is, is that, you know, we talked about Rodin with sculpture, um, sort of in the, in the purest sense of art form as far as figure sculpture. Um, but you're, you know, kind of crossing the boundary or, um, transitioning from from the art of sculpture and then the art of architecture in the space or or in a, a outdoor setting right in in two locations really but you know in this case now you're you're kind of like it's a dialogue it's you know of a sculpture garden with the umlauf uh space and and your own work which is you know I mean, I don't, you know, I, I think, you know, I don't want to sound presumptuous or anything that architects, um, like to think of their work as, uh, sculptural as well as functional, I guess, as a building. But, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we're shaping space and we're thinking about the two sides, right? If, if there's a, a plane or a column or, you know, a, a, form you know from a wall or something like that there's always the inside or the outside um and in 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 this case with the the photon fable you know it has um definitely some skeletal sense to it it's it's you know it's quasi building quasi uh sculpture um but um so I don't know. I mean, I'm not really asking you a question, but maybe, well, you know, I, is that something that, yeah, I, I think when you, when you, you talk about it, you know, I mean, you know, to, to understand that this piece in particular is like, there's sort of three archways that are, um, over 15 feet tall. So, um, it sort of has a grand scale to, to, to the person. And then the tentacles of the Kraken, um, you know, extend out, um, about a hundred feet and they're lit and they're kind of dancing and kind of moving kind of anthropomorphically across the, 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 the sculpture garden grounds. Um, and so there's these, um, 
structural and sculptural tenets that are really present in the piece that I think are uh, resonate with an architect. But just as you know, Kurt, I mean, how many times have you heard another architect say, you know, architecture is, you know, we, our buildings want to tell stories or we want to tell mm-hmm. stories as architects. And so I, I've always heard that. And, you know, one of the things that I've sort of realized more and more, and I talk about now, you know, this sort of blending of my art and architecture is that it's, I think of it as form following fiction. Um, we all know the, the phrase mm-hmm. form follows function. Um, mm-hmm. And, and in sort of where that came from through history and theory, uh, Sullivan, then Mies, um, but, and then, you know, you have Denise Scott Brown and Robert Venturi sort of playing with form uh, and, and post in postmodernism. But what I've read when I was in school was um, some work by Bernard Schumi um, and who I know is one, one of the people that you like and, you know, having gone to Columbia for a little while, but, mm-hmm. right. you know, Shumi actually came up with this phrase form follows fiction and wrote about it a little bit, um, in the early nineties. And the, the, the idea of that really stuck with me and I I really wanted to explore it, but never really understood it until I had done more work and had seen more architecture myself. And, and as that sort of played out, and this idea of architecture, you know, listening to clients or listening to places and thinking about um, our work telling stories, this form follows fiction really made much more sense to me uh, as a as a as a theory that I, I'd say is really, really present in my work. And then artistically, this particular piece, having done it twice now. Uh, really gave me full latitude to explore that concept of form following fiction. Yeah, that, well, that's, that, that, you know, it's funny with uh, Shumi, that's one that I've missed as far as that quotation, which, you know, hey, I miss some things sometimes. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think. Uh, well, but I mean, it, if you it, look at, if you yeah. look at his work of Lavalette, uh-huh. And, yeah. and, you know, the sort of the master planning of that park in Paris and winning a competition to do it and writing and then having to write about it and convince people it was a brilliant idea. And, and it's a beautiful space, uh, absolutely beautiful space. But um, you have this series of, you know, strangely formed um, rigid geometries that also look like they've been kind of broken down, all painted red. Um, as mm-hmm. structures that some have function and some don't, but together they form this fiction of this place. And so he writes mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. about it and it really sort of fascinated me as, you know, how can you take this very simple idea and really explore it, you know, and, and not from the standpoint of trying to justify your work, but um, find ways to, um, give reason for the directions that you head. Wow. You've got me. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I, I'm just, uh, I, I, uh, 
Well, and, and, and seeing, you know, you you also you sent me the the other picture um, as well, and you know of the sketch the next day, and the sketch the next day is obviously not my piece, <laughs> um, right? You know, but it's back to Rodan or no, to a, it's, another. It's actually the close up of the Umlauf piece that's in front of oh. Photon Fable. Okay, and, yeah, and so if you if you kind of look back and forth between the two, um, you, you, you go, Oh yeah, that's, that's that other one. So it's me sort of, I, I did this one from a photograph, um, the next day, but it's, uh, it's me sort of exploring that other work and sort of really, uh, diving into the details. Um, and, you know, again, trying to do it at the same amount of time, um, mm-hmm. you know, just for, you know, really just a rule for myself, but, um, that juxtaposition of sort of switching back and forth between your own work, other people's work, place and detail, um, I I think is, is, is good for anybody who's, um, a creative who's trying to, you know, force themselves into, into different situations. No. Yeah. And now, um, you know, it's kind of like hearing or thinking I was, I guess I was stuck because I was thinking of half the story. And then when you think about yes, this this other piece from Umlauf that your 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 uh, uh, photon fable is dialoguing with, or you know, in in the same space with, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's like you said the juxtaposition between artist and architect or um, figure sculpture versus the architectural piece, but there I can see now why you chose and or. or got to choose this site for for the photon fable because there's some contortions i guess of of the two that have a, a similarity but also a, a, a reactionary i guess pose right yeah yeah they're definitely playing off of one another and then there's you know we've been fortunate to get some really beautiful photography um you know from this from the same angle And it's, you just really get this, I mean, how many times, you know, can you say as an artist, you're in, you know, you have a piece in a sculpture garden that's named after somebody and you're almost able to play off of that other person's piece, um, that was done, you Mm -hmm. know, decades before you, um, that's pretty unique. And, and so the, I, I, some of this was intentional as we sort of cited, photon fable but um a lot of it sort of as we you know built it and um in the space and sort of saw it and then saw how the other part is just seeing how patrons who come to the museum look at both pieces and sort of where they stand to to kind of observe both Mm -hmm. uh, is pretty neat but it's it's a it's a statue of prometheus yep it's I, i see the um as we'll we'll reveal the, the hashtag Prometheus, and so yeah, it, which is kind of another interesting thing too. You know, I don't know the full story, but you know, with um, the Kraken, right? That's kind of doing its own emerging, and Prometheus himself, kind of an emerging man, right? Right. Um, has there's a lot of like similarity, and I think. Um, we, you know, we, we talked about this on the last episode about the, the happy accidents, but 
Um, I think sometimes, you know, the, the success of, of architecture or our, our creation process or creative process is, is not knowing all the answers right, right away, but that when the seed is planted, it does emerge into something that becomes greater than the, the idea initially. And so capturing that is, is what we have, you know, at least hopefully, you know, you could see that between these two distinct pieces. And, and like you say, it's, it's, it's um, I'd almost sum it up as sort of training your eye is, you know, mm-hmm. training your eye and then trusting your instincts. Um, and that's not always, that's easier said than done. Um, but I think that the sketches, um, you know, my word for the year is deliberate. So when I put that, put that time limit on myself is I have to be really deliberate with some of these sketches and, you know, it, you know, ultimately, you know, there's, you know, I, I've talked to people, um, from a teaching, you know, setting where I'm, you know, teaching some drawing and, and I've done that in the past. And some of it is recognizing that a minute or two into a sketch, sometimes you don't like it and, and, Mm -hmm. and, or it's not going the way you thought it was going to go, or that, that line really isn't right, but you work through it and you say, well, I've got 10 minutes to do this. I've told myself I had 10 minutes, so I'm going to go for 10 minutes Mm and, and I'm going to figure it out. And that's, there's a little bit of intention with that, that, um, I think all of us probably, um, need to give ourselves a little credit, um, you know, for, for trying, uh, even when we're frustrated. Exactly. And, and I, yeah, I appreciate the, the reminder of our, of our words, our, our resolution words, right. To get, to get us going into this. And, uh, and I think, uh, I think we're, we're just about wrapped up, right? Yep. I think we're there. Unless, any parting words? Well, or, sorry, not parting words, but parting thoughts. I think parting thought right now is that I think some of the things that we we haven't said to the audience is that um, you know as as we develop more and more episodes and and have more people who are intrigued by what we're talking about, um, the sketches will be easier and easier to find with the hashtag. But we hope that it starts to spark a little bit of a dialogue as well. Um, maybe mm-hmm. some questions, um, either about the sketches themselves or the themes that we've been sort of exploring, uh, or can, will continue to explore. So, uh, and, but certainly appreciate everybody listening. Yeah, thanks. And, and I, my parting thought, I guess, was that we, we will definitely be talking about coffee at some time soon. You know, we just, you know, want to let it, let it come come naturally to us but uh you know we'll 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 make sure that we do talk about that too for the coffee sketch absolutely so thanks for listening